all the spots in Cleveland, and yeah. then it's evolved into like doing, um, like especially going to OU. Yeah, it was like doing all the fest parties. Yeah, so that slowly helped build building more. Doing Halloween down there on right. that big stage, and then doing Numbers Fest, and then doing um, EST Fest, and then yeah. now we're yeah. doing Bonnaroo. Take Off with Scotty. Take Off with Scotty is a podcast about inspiration. Tune in to hear creators around the world share their story. Each episode will highlight the triumphs and tribulations that have helped put each creator in the position they are in today. Are you ready to launch your journey to greatness? Take Off with Scotty. With Scotty. with scotty the number one creative podcast in the world i have a special guest in the building today bobby boucher wow yeah that was sweet (laughs) that was awesome it's early in the morning here so as you guys can see this is not the los angeles location we are in cleveland ohio and yeah, so a little different, uh, but we it's early here. It's yeah. what, what time? It's, it's uh, <laughs> 1037. 1037. Um, yeah. So artists usually don't wake up this early. So I, <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Okay, okay. It all depends who you are, but I mean, I've been waking up late. Yeah. yeah. As of lately. Yeah, yeah. So how's your morning going? Not bad. Um, I've been trying to go get my uh, covid vaccine okay okay this was my second attempt today and it uh didn't work out did it work out no because i need it um because i'm going to do a music festival okay next week right and um i just want to they're not requiring it but it'd just be better that i go get it and uh i went to go because i need to get the johnson and johnson one okay is that the one shot or the two shot that's the one okay so, just get it. <laughs> yeah and i go in and i sit down and i tell the um nurse or you know whatever you would call her and right. i'm like yeah so i need the johnson and johnson she's like we don't uh, have that here yeah i was like oh okay well then i gotta go yeah yeah so, <laughs> so you're uh Hopefully the third time is a charm. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Yeah. So uh, you guys probably know this, but Bobby Boucher is a headline DJ here in Cleveland, Ohio. He is. He gets the crowd going. Um. He, you know he has residency at Forward, uh, Ivy and Ivy. Um. Goodnight, John Boy. Okay. And then I'll also play at uh, Lago and uh, Inferno Flats. Too. Yeah. So he he's a busy busy person and we're gonna get into the djing but i kind of want to learn like bobby before bobby boucher if that makes sense so yeah yeah so what was your upbringing like so i'm trying to think of where to start i mean kind of just casual thing you know two-parent home everything like that i originally grew up out in like concord kind of manner moved around a bunch growing up and then eventually finally settled in Kirtland. Okay. And then from there on, lived there, went all the way through high school, college. 
and everything like that. And um, I don't know. I all through like school and stuff, I was like horrible at sports. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the worst. What What is that sport that you tried though? I so I tried. I tried soccer. Okay. I did it for a while. I scored a single goal and then I quit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, went to football camp. Uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. And then I did. Um, tr- I was on like the middle school basketball team. I never made one shot. So then after that, I was like, "Cool, this is not what I'm doing." Yeah. So you're like, "I'm not an athlete. I, yeah. I gotta find something else." So what? What was that something else? Just growing up. So eventually, it all just led into music. You oh, okay. know, Like. Obviously, like my parents were always playing music and everything as I was growing up, and then once I started to get older, like my dad introduced me to like blues, and obviously, like I knew like classic rock and everything like that. But so then it made me want to get into like playing drums. Oh wow! So for the longest time, I wanted a drum kit, and I was like, "Yo, like, <laughs> yeah, please, 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 please!" And then it was like about to happen, and then it never did. And then my dad was like, well, what about um, guitar? So I was like, okay. So then he ended up buying me my first one, and then from then on... Was it like a bass guitar, electric guitar? No, it was electric guitar. It It was very different from, like, ones you would usually see. So instead of, like, all the tuning pegs being up at the top, it didn't have, like, um... A headstock right the tuning pegs were at the base of the of it and it was like almost like a flying v-shape and then there was a built-in amplifier in it oh so you would put a battery <laughs> yeah. in it and then yeah. instead of having to plug into an actual amp yeah you could just flip a switch and then it all came out of the center yeah so i had that one for a while i started taking lessons and just kind of stuck with that. And I think I took lessons for like 10 years wow so like technically i've been playing guitar for about 11 or 12 years and do people know that uh i think some people really close to me know that and then like i'll post it sometimes on my instagram now because like i'll hear new songs that i maybe want to learn so i'll figure them out uh by ear wow or then like i've been playing like guitar on some friends like songs yeah or like when i've been like producing i'll like add it in stuff like that um, but yeah, you're a, f- a full mu- musician, you know. <laughs> I would say, yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah, something like that. And right. then, so then, eventually, from playing guitar, I started getting into like uh, dubstep and like EDM. Okay. So then, I wanted to at that point start like producing and like DJing. And, and what what age is that? What would you think when you said you got into that? That was like around fourteen or fifteen. Wow, so early. Yeah. And then basically from, I would say from uh, age 15 to now, like now I'm 25. Okay. So the last 10 years. Yeah. I've been DJing nonstop since then. Producing has been like pretty consistent, but not as much as like I ideally want to. Like I've been making stuff over these last couple of years. Some stuff has been put out. Some stuff is just like sitting on a hard drive. Right. But so, like, just slowly been stacking, but, yeah. like, the DJing has just been something that, like, took off more than right. I really thought. Yeah. So, let's get into that. So, what was your first DJing gig? And do you remember the story of how you got it? Yeah. So, um, my first DJing gig was in a coffee shop in downtown Willoughby. It was called... Wow. <laughs> originally, it was yeah. called The Enclave. Right. And then it switched to Karma Coffee. But so, it was... 
just a coffee shop that would host like local shows, whether it's like metal bands, rock bands, right, like indie bands, whichever. And I had like a bunch of friends in bands at the time, and my cousin's right. band. They would always play with another group called um, Call Us Kings. Okay. So like slowly, I actually became friends with the guys in Call Us Kings, and I was like hanging around with them and like running their like selling their merch for right. them. Okay. <laughs> but like but yeah. like I would go all over with them whether it was like all over Ohio and like uh, there's a story about one time when we went to Bowling Green. I don't want to get into that but <laughs> get into it a little some bit. Other, okay, well, so, okay. well, I mean, I was like, you know, I was like 16 at the time okay. and then I had, um after they played the show, you know, everybody wanted to go out. Well, like mind 16. you, all these guys. Well, all these guys are older than <laughs> right, me. right. They're right, all right. twenty one and up. Yeah, I'm the only. They're 16. legal, and you're the only yeah. underage. And I had at the time, I had braces too. <laughs> but my friend Josh, who played uh, bass in the band, he gave me his ID. We look nothing alike. He's got cages. <laughs> he's probably I'm. He's probably like maybe like five seven, five right. eight. I'm right. like like six one. Right. So complete height difference, and like he gave me his ID, and I just used it at the door of the you, bar. You, and you went in with like confidence, or yeah, just went up. <laughs> I like I put it in front of my regular ID and just flipped on my wall, and dude was like, "Cool, you're good." Wow! And from there on, you can kind of get get the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, so I was like hanging around them for a long time. And then um, they were just, th- once I started getting into DJing, they were throwing a, um, a release show for their new music video, which coincided with their new like album. Okay. And so I was like, well, maybe like I can get on it and like DJ and like perform or whatever. Right. So then I hit up one of the guys. He's like, cool, like, um, cool you're on it you got to sell tickets you got to do this and like you're good to go i'm like all right cool and then like after because this was all through like facebook messenger i think okay and so then i book it and i'm like well wait like i don't i don't even have my own computer for one okay i don't have a laptop (laughs) i have a desktop computer i don't even have a controller controller or any type of like nothing like no dj equipment i'm like I should probably go buy this stuff. So then I started doing research on YouTube. Wow. I buy a controller that I think would work well. Right. Because I'm like, I don't want to, because like, top of the line stuff is at least like a couple grand, like five to ten grand. Right. You just needed something to get you started. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to spend <laughs> yeah. this much money. And then like, what if I don't like it? Right. Like, same thing as sports. Like, right. I'm going to buy all the sports equipment and then I don't like sports. And then what? Yeah. It's like yeah. just sitting there useless. Right. So I buy the controller. And then I just start practicing on the desktop and then gets closer and closer to the show. And my friend at the time, I asked him, I was like, hey, can I borrow your laptop for the show? Oh, okay. Because I didn't want to drag right. a whole desktop. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, for sure. So I do the show. Places packed front to back. Like my friends and family are there. Like even like my grandparents were there. Oh, wow. But so, I was like, so oh. you sold out for a show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I sold a bunch of tickets. I had yeah. a bunch of friends there and it was crazy. And like, this is 16, right? Yeah. This is like, no, I think I was like 15. 15. Wow. Okay. And, uh, cause I remember my mom drove me and all my friends yeah. to the show. Right. And so did the show, like killed it. I like crowd surfed and did like a bunch of stuff. 
You're a rock star. Again, mind, mind you, it's yeah. in a coffee shop. But so from like, so from that moment yeah. on, then it just slowly is built up over the last like right. ten years, basically, right. and like uh, for a while too. Like so, like I said, I borrowed my friend's laptop. And so I need to start saving up to get my own. Okay. So then for the time being, until I could get one, I was carrying around a desktop. No, you weren't. Where? <laughs> no, so I would carry, I would put the uh, tower in a suitcase, Yeah. roll it around, and then like I would pull out a monitor, set it all up. Yeah. And most times people are like, who is this kid? What are you doing? Right. Like, why don't you just have a laptop? Right. I'm like, I don't know. That's yeah. what I got to do right now. Yeah. So like, it was like that for maybe... I don't know, I think a couple months or, like, right. not a year, but I eventually bought a laptop and then we just started doing, like, more and more EDM shows. Yeah. And eventually it morphed into working with, like, rappers and then DJing rap shows. And then as time went on again, then it slowly started to morph into um, doing nightclubs right. and stuff like that. Like, I've only been doing nightclubs now for, like, three years. Oh, so not not too long. No, not really, but like it's already like excelled quicker than I thought it would. Right, so, which is a blessing. And now, yeah, it's going between nightclubs, yeah. music festivals, right. um, and I like I do weddings and stuff like that. Yeah, too. Weddings yeah, why and not? Parties, why not? Why all not? that. So it's like a wide range of stuff, yeah. but it's like it's the biggest it's been so far. Yeah. So I want to get back. So you're a 15 year old kid. You did your first gig. Why did you not move out of, like, fear? You know, why were you so confident going into that first one where you're crowd surfing? Like, where does that come from? Um, I mean, I know leading up to it, like, I was, like, super nervous. Right. And, like, even after that, like, n not so much now, but it really depends on the gig. Like, I'll get nervous. Like, my hand will shake or, like, I'll be kind of pacing. Right. And, like, I don't know. It was just, like, I'm so nervous in the moment, but then it's, like, right before I'm about to go on it, for some reason, just goes right away yeah like as soon as i start playing and i see people are enjoying it and like the crowd's really like feeling it sorry you're good you're good you're good but uh i like i don't know it, all the fear just kind of goes away it's not really like being scared of it it's just like being nervous of like wanting to do good and give a good show and like give everything that i have in that moment especially right. like when i first started like i would really go all out to the point where like I'm headbanging <laughs> yeah. and like jumping yeah. around like a bunch and then like next day like my neck and my back yeah. are like hurting like crazy yeah. and I slowly stopped doing that because it you know it got a You're little like, I'm not gonna much. last this yeah. is not sustainable yeah I've been doing it kind of recently because I've been getting back into like EDM shows and right. everything like that and I've been going right. hard how I was but right. like the first one I did um in a long time not that long ago like a couple months right over in Lakewood like I like just went off and yeah. like for at least a week and a half like my neck was hurting yeah. like crazy I was like wow I don't know how I did this for all these years yeah so, so so what is that feeling like DJing? Is it adrenaline rush? Like what is it that you want to keep repeating and why you keep doing shows? I, I feel like it's like an out of body experience. Like what is it when you're up there? Like one man in the arena? Yeah, like I don't know. It's I've heard different people talk about it and sometimes it's kinda like I'll kinda black out in the moment. Yeah. Like it all just kinda happen and then <laughs> like I come back out, I'm like okay, I, like, that was insane. Yeah. Everything like that. And then what I've tried to do over the last few years is, like, at a certain point in the night, instead of being so focused on, like, what I'm doing and the crowd, 
just like take a step back almost and be like wow enjoy the moment exactly like really enjoy the moment process what's going on look at all the people like dancing or like having fun you see like the smiles yeah. on people's faces because that makes it the most enjoyable right yeah like i just enjoy seeing everybody have a good time yeah. being able to be the one that provides that and then like at the end of it people like come up and they're like dude yeah that was insane right. like like i don't know how you do it everything like that <laughs> and like especially recently like this past summer i mean it's not over yet but it's it's going. getting close but like this past summer it's been like very very eye-opening to where like a lot of people are starting to recognize me more yeah. and they like just really give me my props in right. the moment after they've seen me whether it's like at forward yeah doing like a big show with yeah. like Little John or Pauly D. Wow. Or then, like, all the way to, like, just playing, like, at Inferno or doing, like, like a grad party. Yeah. Like, all these different people, you know. I, I don't know. I feel now, like, a lot of people are recognizing talent and, like, the skill level. Yeah. Like, you can't just go up there and just be, right. like, right. kind of coast through. Like, you can, but I think people really now, they pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah. And how you sound when you're doing it. So... I don't know. I take a lot of pride yeah. in it. Yeah. So I think uh, they're starting to like appreciate the art. So this podcast is giving creators a platform because I think they want to hear these stories like yeah. that, you know. But is it artwork? Like, what are you creating up there? Like, what do you think it is? Is, is it your masterpiece? Because I know like a DJ set. So, you know, some DJs have different sets. Some DJs play the same set. So yeah. kind of what is your process? So, I mean, obviously it's different for whatever it may be. Obviously there's some similarities right. between like nightclubs and everything. But okay. it also just depends like because as a DJ, a lot of people think, you know, like the stigma is you're just going up there and you're just playing other people's right. music, which, yeah, you are. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I'm playing other people's music. But at the same time, too, you're crafting it and playing it in a way to where it creates um, not only like a story, but you're just, you're, sounds very cliche, but like you're creating a vibe to the point to where it's like you're reading the crowd to feel like the different high points in the night. Yeah. And like the best way to describe it is like a roller coaster. So okay. like. You're going up the hill and, you know, you're taking the energy. Okay. So, like, you know, a night at a club usually starts around, at least around here in Ohio, you know, it'll start to get really popping around, like, 1130, right. 1145. So, like, you're going up the hill and then, like, you know, around 12, 1230, you'll reach, like, a good peak. Right. And then the roller coaster will go down and then you'll shift the energy because you don't want, I mean, in some places you want high energy the whole time. Right. But you also need to give the people a break. Wow. So, like, it's just understanding of where to take your crowd. So I could play all this super hype music. Yeah. Things that get people, like, jumping and moving and then yeah. eventually be able to take it to where, like, you could play, like, a slower, right. like, record and, like, a feel-good thing to right. where then, like, it gives people a break. They can go to the bar. They can, like, slow dance with a girl, whichever. That's crazy. But So it's just, like, riding a good wave and, like, knowing where to take it. And right. it's, I don't know, it's so hard to describe. It's just, like, like I said, I'm 10 years in. Yeah. But, like, probably for the last, like, four to five years, maybe, like, it's been trying to understand that. Because it's not something you can teach somebody. Right. It's something that you learn just by doing it. Right. And 
like obviously like I'm sure you felt that energy but you didn't know that's, that's what like, was going exactly, on because yeah. you'll go out and you'll see whoever play and it's like cool it's all this high music all yeah. super hype rap stuff like right. you know it'll get you like singing along yeah. and then it'll bring it down to like a slower song but you'll still be singing yeah. you'll still be vibing <laughs> yeah. and the energy carries Yeah. so it's just understanding people's yeah. energy and being able to read multiple people and yeah. obviously you're not going to please everybody yeah, yeah. but like yeah, I don't know. Ha- yeah, have you mastered, like, you know, you, you're putting that vibration through the crowd, so you kind of have to know how they work. And you said that it's all a game plan going into it, which, you know, this this side we don't know. Yeah. But have you mastered the crowd, you think? Um, No, okay. I wouldn't say. I think it's a forever changing okay. thing because you're going to have... So, for instance, like a good example of it of of not mastering a crowd fully is so comparatively, you have your regular people that go out all the time right. every weekend, and then when it comes to like a time like New Year's Eve, that's when you get all the people that don't usually come out. Yeah, they don't usually go to a club anytime oh, before that. Like okay. that's their one party time to go out. Like they'll go to like a local bar or whatever, right. but like to an actual nightclub, that's their first time. So, well, maybe not their first time, but, but the only time. Yeah. And they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. You try to read them and yeah. you play, like, you'll play a hit song. Right. And then they'll just be, like, vibing and then yeah. they'll just stop and then it's like, okay. And then you'll do another song that's considered a hit. Yeah. And it's like, they don't do anything. Yeah. So, like, at that point, you got to, like, think and read, like, okay. Do I try to cater to these people that aren't really moving? Like, right. if I'm doing all this stuff and they're not really dancing, it's like, okay. Yeah. Maybe I focus on a different group of people, right. and, you know, focus on them, and maybe their energy can infect right. this group. Or, you know, it'll just, I'll just ride their energy for yeah. the rest of the night because, you know, they're the ones that are actually... It's, it's like a game, kind of, like an NFL, NBA game where you're making adjustments as you go. Yeah. Like, you're constantly making adjustments. Yeah, because you can obviously play songs that maybe, like, people don't know, and then right. they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know this song, yeah. so what should I do now? So then you kind of help guide them, and then sometimes you might play a song that might not work. Right. And then it's like, okay, let me rethink, let yeah. me regroup real quick. All right, let me play some everybody does yeah. know to, like, Right. Get them right back because you can play a song that'll kill the dance floor. Yeah, people might disperse, and it's like, okay, let me think through. Yeah. <laughs> let me play something that I know will bring them all back. back right. But like, that's a science that people aren't going to yeah. understand unless yeah. like you at least have some form of experience right. of playing in those places. Yeah. And like, like I said, it's deeper than just playing some music. Yeah. Anybody can play music. Right. You can play a hit song off your phone. Yeah. But then at that point, cool. You know where to take it. Do you right. know where to go after that? Are you just going to keep doing this, this, and that? It could work. It could not. And then you're like, what do I do? Right. So you think that the most successful DJs out there have has this science, and their style is kind of why they make the biggest impact. Yeah, I would say so. Like, everybody has their own style, and obviously everybody will take from other people's style right. and, like, try to form their own thing, too, yeah. which is good. That's yeah. how you eventually create your own style and everything yeah. like that. Like, anybody that I know, I always learn from them. And, like, I pay attention to what they do, and right. then I try to implement what they do. Yeah. But not at the same time to, like, completely, like, copy them and just do the same thing. Yeah. Because at that point, you're just hiding the person. Right. And at that point, you know, you're not sounding yourself. Right. You know, if people want to go see that person, they're going to see that person. They don't yeah. want to see, like, 
a copy. Yeah. You know. So what was that moment where you flopped? It was a bad night. Oh. Uh, like, do you have anything that you can kind of think off, like right off top of your head, or? So like, there's. You're so, like I'm Bobby Boucher. That never. No, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's definitely been times to where it's like. There's been times to where like I've played shows and there's been like like when I first started and there was like nobody there. Oh. Like, the place was completely empty. So there's really nothing you could really. Yeah, there's nothing I could do. But yeah. at that point in my mind, I'm like, well. Dang, is it my fault that nobody's yeah. here? What could I have done better? So there's been moments like that. Or then there was one show I played. It was like when I was still playing like EDM shows. Okay. And at one point, it wasn't even like something I could control, but like my laptop just like, it didn't die. But the one the laptop I had, it would do this thing to where like, if it's shut off, the screen would just go black. Right. And it wouldn't come back. <laughs> so then it's like, okay. So in the middle of the show, it was like maybe towards like the end of the set. I, I like I maybe had like a couple more songs left. And this is back when I used to like meticulously like plan my sets too. Okay. So like every song was more thought out. But with like EDM shows, I feel you don't really have to read the crowd. It's like the same thing at like festivals. Like okay. you just kind of play whatever you want to play at a festival. It's not like a nightclub to where like. You're there to cater and directly, you know, affect those people. Right. Obviously, in, like, regular shows and, like, big festival shows, you want to cater to the people, but at the same time, you have more freedom. Right. But so, yeah, the screen just went black, and I couldn't get it to come back because I had a trick to where I could, like... You knew your computer, so you yeah, knew... Yeah, I could, like, pull out the <laughs> yeah. battery, like, yeah. turn it back on, turn it back off, and do all this, and it just wasn't coming back and i was just like dude like what do i do <laughs> yeah. and so they just put on some like some music to pass the time and it right. just never came back and i was just like i felt so yeah. defeated in the moment so then i just kind of like like chalked it up and then right. just went and enjoyed the rest of the show and yeah. everything like that or then there hasn't been anything like there's been different moments where like i don't know somebody's like unplugged my hard drive or whatever and because right. i used to keep all my music on the hard drive okay. yeah and once that gets unplugged it's everything <laughs> yep. cuts off so i had to like switch that around and so there's some moments like that but i've had like oh shit moments of like something happened like there was one time playing at um magnolia right. and um i don't know i did something on the mic to like do like a birthday shout out to like just everybody and then within that time so then I say whatever I say I throw on um in a club by 50 cent okay you know everybody's yeah. like oh let's go let's go and then all of a sudden it just cuts out and like I can't figure out what's wrong with the laptop so I'm like okay I get back on the mic say something to kind of fill the right. time while I look for the same track yeah. on usb and then right. i'm like wait i gotta bring that back and then yeah play it on usb and then everybody loses their minds even more and they're like oh my god how did you even do that <laughs> oh, okay. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. like one of my friend uh friends james who's like a host there okay um he like came up later on he's like dude that was so clean i don't even know how you did it that's it didn't crazy. even seem like there was an yeah. issue and like that's another thing that people don't even think about like you got to be prepared for stuff like that and right. kind of be able to quick problem solve too. Right, right. So you got on the EDM wave early. 
Like, I feel like you were on it before it was big, no? Um, or if it's in a sense, yeah. Like, before it really got mainstream, I mean, it's always been around for right, right. so many years. Like, going back to just, like, house music and everything. Like, right. like the original, like, Chicago house. But, like, when I got in around, like... Because I started listening to it around, like, 2011. Okay. Maybe 2012. And, um... That was really before, yeah, it blew up in the yeah. mainstream and you would hear yeah. it on TV and everywhere exactly. like that. And there was still, like, EDM festivals, but now it's, like, the wave is truly exploded right. and it's, like, yeah, it's bigger than it's ever been. And did that help you kind of get into these big clubs downtown? Kind of what was that transition? No, I don't think so. I think it was just, it was all a very natural okay. progression because it was just, like, I was already doing rap show, So... Once I started doing rap shows, I kind of, like, a lot of the EDM stuff went, like, to the wayside. Okay. Because, like, I don't know, I just fell out of the world, and, like, yeah. I just became more into DJing for rappers or, like, DJing, like, rap shows to where, like, I was the house DJ, and then right. when people would perform, they would come up, they'd bring me their USB or a CD. I hated CDs. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, cool. Um, <laughs> I, dude, it was the most frustrating thing in the world, because... I would tell the promoter of the show, I'm like, look, tell these artists how to performing. Do not bring CDs. Well, <laughs> stop bringing CDs for one, put everything on a USB, and then organize it. Because they oh. would come up, be like, cool, I'm going to do this song, it's called this. Second, I'm going to do this song. Third, I'm going to do this song. And it's like, yeah, dude, yeah. just label it. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Right. Don't do this because it wastes time. Right. I'm not going to remember. Right. Like, everything like that. And then... The one thing I hated too is I would DJ and I'd be playing and they would look at me and they'd be like, yo, turn the mic up. I'm like, I like I don't have control over that. <laughs> yeah. There's a person called a sound right. guy. Right. You know, sound guy or woman. Yeah. And they're the one that you tell to turn the mic up. Don't right. look at the DJ. Yeah. If you're an upcoming artist, do not tell the DJ to turn up your microphone because they can't do anything. Right. But so it would be stuff like that, and it would be so just annoying. But so it went from doing that, and then eventually, like, I started playing at uh, Harley House. Nice. And everything so like that. So is that your first kind of? Yeah, that was, okay. like, the first actual kind of club thing because they were doing, like, a yearly contest to where it was, like, a DJ competition. Oh. So, like, I entered that. And then basically from there on, it kind of slowly, they like brought me in to play on right. like Wednesdays. Right. And then from there, it evolved to then going to play at Magnolia. Wow. And now it's playing at, well, so continue to play at Magnolia, right. then forward. And now it's, I'm only like yeah. there at those spots, but like all the spots in Cleveland. And yeah. then it's evolved into like doing, um, like especially going to OU. Yeah. It was like doing all the fest parties, yeah. So that slowly helped build building more. Doing Halloween down there on right. that big stage, and then doing Numbers Fest, and then doing um, EST Fest, and then yeah. now we're yeah. doing Bonnaroo. Oh, let's get into that. I was gonna <laughs> wait. I was gonna wait, but he just he just broke it on the podcast. I was yeah. I was gonna get there, but Bobby Boucher is on one of the uh bonnaroo sets yeah so I, I don't know which day it is he's gonna give you the full details but bro oh, that's yeah. big yeah it's no it's nuts. no it's big 
I know. It's, uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It still doesn't. It doesn't even seem real. Still, but like right. I was. I don't know. I'm still kind of like shocked that it's actually happening. Yeah, you got. You got to tell us through that process. Well, like, so I was. Um, I was. I was booked to do it last year, and then obviously, you know, everything happened. So it all ended up getting canceled. So then. I found out it was going to happen again this year. So I'm technically, I'm going down to like work it, like help set up. And then I also got sets. Yes. So not set, sets. So multiple. So I got four sets in total. Oh my goodness. But so um, I was already, I already knew I was going down to like work it again and right. do like set up stuff. And then um, one of my bosses, he was like, hey, like, you know, I'm going to try and get you on to play, especially, right. like, on the stage that they have. Wow. So he was like, cool. Um, he The one day he just texted me, he's like, hey, send me over, like, your logo and, like, a press photo and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> like, okay, I, I think it might be happening. And then, like, I didn't hear anything for, like, two weeks. And then... Um, I hit him up and I was like, yo, so like, what's going on? He's like, we'll be hearing soon. And then um, I check my, I get a text from like another one of my bosses. He's like, yo, did you see that email? And I was like, uh. so I go on my email, look, and it's cool. Uh, like I could see the original yeah. message that my uh, other boss sent. And he was like, just like hyping me up to, um, uh, I don't even know her role in it, yeah. but like just hyping me up to her. You like, can see the forward email. Yeah, yeah, and then she's like, "Cool, um, is he okay to play um, like this set, this set, this set, and this set?" And he's like, <laughs> he literally just responds, "Hell yes, <laughs> that's it." Love that energy. Yeah. So then, like, that energy. I, I see all that, and then like instantly, like my hands start shaking, right. and I'm like, "It's it's happening. Yeah. Like yeah. it's for sure." And so I'm like, okay, let me kind of keep it hush hush, you know. Yeah. Like I told like a few close people. So when did you find out? Because you, I think you announced it like maybe a week or two ago. Yeah, I think maybe two weeks ago, maybe like two and a half weeks. I can't remember okay. now. But so I had found out a week prior before the announcement. Okay. And then like, then they had they sent out another email like, cool, you're confirmed to go. <sighs> we'll be announcing um the uh plaza lineups so where i'm at right so like i'm not on like any of the big main stages yeah but i'm like in one of their multiple plazas that okay I have. so they're like cool we'll be announcing it this day please do not announce it before we announce it everything like that i'm like okay cool i'm like i don't know how i'm about to keep this in <laughs> yeah but so i just like I had posted a video on my Instagram of just like my handshake. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is insane. And right. I got like so many people replying to it. They're like, is everything okay? Yeah, you good? Yeah, you good? Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're like, having like a mental breakdown. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. Like, this is a very good thing. And right. then um, they uh, posted it. They announced it. So then, you know, I did my post and like shared it. And like, it just like blew up everybody now everybody i see like even walking down the street they're like stopping like dude congrats congrats yeah. and it's cool to see how like many people are like right it seems like they're genuinely happy yeah for me and like for the whole thing and everybody's always like dude you deserve it you yeah. deserve it blah 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 and i'm just i don't know it all feels very surreal like it's i don't know i know it's happening but it's just yeah. like 
till I'm there in that moment, yeah. it's gonna like actually feel. But did real. but did you take a step back and you looked at you know all the times you DJ'd and all the challenges you've been through and you took a step back and was like, I did come a long way. I am proud of myself. Oh yeah, for sure. Like just seeing where it's gone from that coffee shop to like now, and I've done that over the years, yeah. just like depending what it was. So like. Like, so, first time I played at, like, the big stage in the Agora, I was, like, I did the same thing. And then I did um, Halloween in OU, and I was, like, oh, my God. Then I yeah. did Numbers Fest in OU. Because, yeah. like, before I went there to OU, like, I told myself, I was, like, all right, I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to, like, run shit. Love that. Love that. So in. you had that mindset of, yeah. like, I'm taking this over. Yeah, I'm like, I knew I wanted to do Halloween. I knew yeah. I wanted to do numbers. Just, I'm like, I'm going to do it. Right. And, like, I made it happen. Right. And, like, I didn't say that with Bonnaroo. It just kind of had, well, I kind of did, but not not yeah. the same way. But, like, I just, you know, I don't know. I'll speak it into existence. Yeah. And then I just do whatever to just make it happen, you right. know. And, like, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely, it doesn't. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know. It still no. doesn't seem real. You, should, you should be proud of yourself, man. <laughs> well, what's the dates? Drop the dates. So it's, um, let me not mess it up. Get it wrong. Because <laughs> yeah. I know it's, oh, wait, I don't have service in here. And then uh, four, four sets, which is insane. So how long is each set? Like okay, so we have, so I got Tuesday of the festival from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Okay. So like a nice two-hour set. That's. And I think the stage I'm playing at, that's the first one that opens the entire festival. Oh, okay. So, like, so you get- and this is before it even, like, officially starts, because right. it officially starts on Thursday. Okay. So but this I- is Wednesday? So this is Tuesday, Tuesday. 12 a.m. to 2 a.m., Wednesday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Okay. I like that one. Uh, Friday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's going to be a cool one. And then this one, which is Saturday nights, s- Sunday in the morning, 2.30 a.m. to 4 a.m. So which one are you excited for the most at? 2.30 to... <laughs> Probably that 2.30 to 4 a.m. Because, yeah. like, it was... I know in 2019, the stage I'm playing at, it was, like, rated, like, one of the number one attractions there by, oh. like, everybody that went. And, like, I was told last time they were trying to, like, limit the capacity of people that could be in there right. to, like, 3,000 people or something. Right. But then they're like, cool, we're upping it to, like, 10,000. That's sick. So, like... Yeah. I like my one boss is like dude it's just gonna be eyes from the very front yeah all to as the way far back. as you can see so yeah. I'm just like anticipating it and I'm just and like, is that the biggest audience you'll be okay. yeah that'll be the biggest number one yeah so that's about to top everything that's happened so far all the way like I think up until this point I think the biggest one was it was at least Halloween at OU. Oh, yeah. Just because, like, that one same thing. It was, like, eyes from front to back yeah. and just, like, so much energy. Yeah. So you should be proud of yourself. Let's clap it up for Bobby Boucher. But, yeah, let's talk about OU. So I'm an OU alum. You're yeah. an OU alum. So Dang. I graduated in 18. Were we there at the same time? Yeah, we were because okay. I graduated in 19. Okay. So then okay. you showed up in 2014? Uh, I transferred in, so 2015. Oh, okay. Um, so then you transferred in when I got there. Oh, dope. Yeah, because I went in and... 2015. Yeah, yes, but I was between, you know, was playing lower division basketball. Yeah. I wanted to make an impact, so I was going to Ohio State. I had two friends that said, bro, you got to come down here. This is your vibe. Yeah. Uh, so I went to Mill Fest. That yeah. was like my first, or Palmer Fest. That was my first experience, and I was like, whoa, 
this is this is cool and this is like you know I, I was seeing like the bear pongs thing like coming down from the roof horses yeah. like I felt like I was like in a movie like a project it was, X yeah, movie it was like the whole actual yeah. experience that <laughs> yeah. you see in all the movies yeah so um so I was like I can make an impact here you know this is a community and I like how you went into OU and you were like I'm gonna run shit yeah and you had that you kind of manifest it envisioned it but yeah you liked your four years there oh for sure like obviously I mean like school wise yeah. you know at school whatever yeah. but like even when I went for school like I went for um, production and recording so okay. exactly what I wanted to right. do like same thing I went in knowing that's what I want to do right I didn't want to compromise that like yeah. if I'm going to go to college because it's a big step you yeah. know sometimes it's not for everybody yeah but that's what I wanted to do so luckily I was able to go and do exactly that yeah but yeah I, I mean I think I made the most of it yeah like just being able to do all the things that I did and then like some of the great friends that I've made and things that spawned off of that excuse me into like other things like even from being able to go to um, South by Southwest like since it's offered as a class down there like I literally get a grade just by going (laughs) down to Austin, Texas Mm -hmm. for a week and going to a music film festival like amazing why not like So just being able to do that experience and just, you know, having that full, like, yeah. college experience and creating, like, even more down there. Because, like, I was, they had me a part of, like, uh, the music conferences that they would have down there. So, like, the first one that they had ever, they had me speak on it. Oh, wow. And, like, even then, people, like, wanted my insight. Because yeah. I remember, like, one of the questions, like, somebody was like, yo, like, how did you get to do all this stuff that you've done so far and like what like what should i do to like kind of start to pursue my stuff i'm like well are you doing any of it right now mm-hmm. like no not yet i'm kind of waiting until i graduate i'm like yeah oh like you need to be doing everything now yeah like start but, doing it now and but then, why do you have that mindset you know um I, I You're just think a just, go-getter, ambitious, yeah, yeah, always like, been. Yeah, like, if there's something I know that I want, you know, I'll work towards it or, like, make it happen. Like, yeah. like I don't know. I'm. I, you don't take no for an answer type dude? In a sense. Or, like, <laughs> or like I find a way to do it. Like, so, um, like, for example, like, way back, um, I got into, like, a car accident. It wasn't anything, like, serious. Like, I just ended up pulling out of my street, and I didn't look over and yeah. s- Somebody just hit me. Right. Like, n- like the car got damaged, but, like, I was fine, so okay. it was the other person. But so then, I don't know, I think I was, like, 17, maybe. Okay. So then I think they suspended my license besides, like, being able to go to, like, work and school. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I couldn't really go DJ. So I had to figure out a way to go, like, DJ. Yeah. So then I'm like, I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? And then I'm like, okay. I hit up, like, a few friends, like, yo, if you gas money, if you drive yeah. me here. Like, I had one show in Akron, and right. it was for, like, a competition, I think. And uh, I asked my one friend at the time if she would drive me. And she, and I was like, yeah, I'll g- if you gas money or something like that. Blah, blah. Right. She's like, yeah, like, for sure. So, right. like, her and her boyfriend drove down yeah. like drove me down we did the show and then like i left that's crazy. And, like but so it's <laughs> yeah. just stuff like that yeah. i was like cool i have this problem let me try and figure out how to yeah. do it you like, always figure out how to solve it yeah and so that's kind of how it's been is just like cool how can i take it yeah. somewhere next and then you know 
not step on um, other people while I'm doing yeah. it. Because, like, you know, with certain things, you always want to be genuine with people. Yeah. You don't want to um, have, like, ill intentions or, like, you know, just constantly yeah. use people. Yeah. So I feel like you always turn bad situations into really good situations. But the whole thing that happened at Magnolia, you know, yeah. you turn that. And then what you're saying is, like, I, I can't drive to work, so I got to figure this out. Yeah. So, um, so with you, it's like, how do you kind of keep putting yourself in those situations to win, you know? Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's a pretty good question. I mean, obviously, maybe sometimes it's not always like a full win. Yeah. Maybe it's like kind of half and half to where yeah. like you got to kind of take like an L in the situation yeah. and then you learn and figure out maybe what you got to do differently. But then it's just... I don't know. It, it sounds like a simplistic answer of just like just being able to problem solve yeah. and kind of think through and process of like what right. to do. Even I feel like you're a businessman. I feel like you take the business approach and you bring that to DJing. Oh, and I don't think a lot of DJs do that. They they're too focused on the creative side, which is not bad. But yeah. I feel like you. I kind of see how you're navigating. I'm like, he's, he's like navigating as like a company. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Cause you need to have both aspects. And sometimes yeah. like the business aspect is even more important. Right. Cause like, like you can go play all your shows and do everything like that. But if you're not also like good on your business or like even just like a good person, like, like the not being a good person thing can like yeah. really affect you. Cause yeah. like nobody wants to work with somebody that they don't like. Right. Or do business with somebody that, you know, they feel like won't do good business or can't, like, uphold their own end. Right. So, yeah, I definitely look at it. I don't know. I never really thought of it like that. But it just kind of, I just always treat people with the same respect that, like, I would want and, like, give people that time and, like, actually, you know, show that. Yeah. I'm there for for the situation or right. like you know want to help how I can like you know I always do a little extra stuff when when I'm at places or you know make sure everybody's cool like when like anytime I go anywhere I make sure and I ask like everybody that's there whether it's like like all the staff like I'll right. go in and be like yo like I'll make sure to say hi to everybody wow. ask how they're doing but like that's just like a general thing like like and I you're not faking that though. No, no. I genuinely yeah. I gen I generally hope everybody, you know, is gonna have a good night. Right. You know? Cause obviously we all have bad nights, yeah. you know, because sometimes customers can be kind of shitty. This episode is sponsored by Riverwood Cafe in Lakewood, Ohio on Detroit Avenue. Riverwood Cafe is a corner bar offering wings, tacos, and other finger foods, plus a pool table and TVs to tune in to your favorite sports. Their happy hour is $2.50 pints, Monday through Friday, 4 to 9. Their weekly specials include Monday, buy one, get one, burgers, Tuesday, free pool and pierogi special, Wednesday, $1.25 tacos, Thursday, wing night, Friday, fish fry. For Saturday and Sunday fun day, enjoy the all-day special, $3 bloodies and mimosas. Also, go enjoy the Cleveland Browns game, and during the game, the specials are $2 dogs and $2 Coors Lights bottles. Once again, this episode is sponsored by Riverwood Cafe in Lakewood, Ohio. Tell them Scotty sent you. We love the people over there at Riverwood. Yeah, or anything like that. So, you know, I want to make sure everybody has the best possible experience, whether it's the person in the bathroom, like the bathroom attendant, all the way to, like, the bartenders to just, like, the actual... Patrons too. Yeah. But obviously, like, 
sometimes, like, especially with being a DJ, like, people have, like, this crazy sense of entitlement when they come to ask you for, like, a song request. Yeah, I wanted to get into that. Yeah. That's, like, a no-no, right? So, there's a right way and a wrong way okay. to do it. Break and it like, down. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's it's wrong, but you can break it down. I mean, it's very situational. Like, obviously, you know, I'll take a suggestion, but, like, sometimes people, like, people are so used to the... um on-demand thing of like apple music and spotify to where it's like if they don't want to hear that song anymore they just hit next yeah and that's not how this works <laughs> like a dj is not playing on apple or spotify right. they shouldn't be playing on those if they're claiming themselves right. to be a professional dj they shouldn't be playing music off that you know right. whatever like that but I'm trying to think of how to like explain it. Like, basically, just do it in a respectful manner. Like, yeah. Because like what most people do, they'll come up and they'll tap you up, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Bro, you're killing it, bro!" Like seriously, like, so this they try amazing. to hype you up. Yeah, they'll do the little hype up, and then they'll be like, "But you gotta play this." But can you play this? Like, dude, it would go crazy right now. It set the place off, and like, there's been situations where. They've been right. Yeah. And there's been more situations where they've been wrong. Yeah. More wrong than right. Right. Because they might think this song will go off and it's like, it has the potential, right. but it's not the moment for it. Right. So I'll be like, yeah, like, I'll see where I can fit it in. Right. And if it makes sense to where I can fit it in later, I'll play it. Right. And if it doesn't, I'm not going to play it. Yeah. But then, like, you'll have, like, the... Girls are the worst with it. Because they'll come up and they'll be like... Looking pretty, you know. Yeah, whatever. And, you yeah. know, they'll try and flirt with you and they'll be like, oh, it's uh, it's my friend's birthday, blah, uh, blah, blah. Can you... Or, no, so they'll ask for the song and I'll be like, ah, oh, maybe, yeah, like, I'll see if I yeah. have it. And then they'll be like, well, it's my friend's birthday. Oh, so they're and, like, you need to play this now in yeah, a way. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Happy birthday to your friend. Right. And they're like, so are you going to play it? I'm like, I'll see. Yeah. And they're like, well, um, it's their birthday, so you should play it. And I was right. like, okay, you know, we'll see. Then they'll be like, well, we're about to leave, so you yeah. got to play it. And I'm right. like, okay, we'll see. Yeah. And so there's just a respectful way to do it. Yeah. And there's a disrespectful way to do it. So yeah. just come up in a natural way, like, hey, I'd like to hear this song. If you can fit it in, cool. If not, no big deal. That's Damn. the most simplistic Damn. way. Or, like, sometimes, you know, if you... Throw some money, it you know. Yeah, that was a long way too. Okay, but, <laughs> so you but guys know it's not always guaranteed because yeah. <laughs> the song has to make sense. Yeah, if, if so, yeah, if it yeah. doesn't make sense, I won't do it. I right. won't accept the money. Right, like I'll be like, no, nah, it's fine. Yeah. Like, sorry, like I just don't have it, or like it just won't work here. Right, and so I don't know. I try to be like cool about yeah. it, but when people are like, yeah, not cool about it, like especially like the um. When the girls say it's my friend's birthday, and I'm like, cool. Yeah. And they're like, well, like, it's their birthday. I'm like, cool. I right. don't know your friend, so right. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, I, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just funny at times. Yeah. So, DJing, um, and I know, like, entertainment world, like, the last, like, three to four years has been wild. Yeah. But is there that one song that you can think of that, be, that are like, if I drop this at any, setting any environment the crowd is gonna feel it the crowd is gonna go crazy or it doesn't have to be one song just a couple of songs that you can just yeah. think of um i mean i know a big one 
it's made its resurgence, but it's always been good. And I just saw like somebody uh, tweet about it, okay, asking why. But <laughs> is uh, "Dancing Queen" by ABBA? Yeah, yeah. So like that Great one, song. you could play it <laughs> anywhere, and it would just go off just because right. like girls love it. And then once the guys see girls are loving it, they're like, ah, whatever. And then they get into it, right? So like that one's been good, and then. I'm trying to think. Obviously, you got like work by ASAP Ferg. Yeah, like that one's always like a for sure one. Yeah. And then, um, I'm trying to think. Obviously, there's been like another like resurgence and like EDM. So like a lot of house stuff has like really like gone off well. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. I what, mean, what about what's your favorite song right now to play in the club? And I know that's like such a hard question to ask. No, there's one. Okay, I've been playing it like pretty consistently, and I can play it at everywhere I play. Basically, yeah. it's um, so it's a DJ edit um of "Don't Start Now" by oh. excuse me by uh Lipa. Yeah, but it goes into this like this one house song, and it just I just something about it just yeah goes off super crazy yeah. And it, but it still fits like the original vibe right. of uh, Home Start Now. Yeah. And to where it's like that disco y kind of yeah. new house feel, but this track, it just like whether I've played it at Forward or um, Inferno or yeah. even at um, a Night John Boy, which is yeah. like the new disco bar, disco spot in the yeah. flats. Like, so, like, especially there, because it's mainly, a majority of the stuff I'm playing there is, like, old, like, 70s funk. And right. Like, like, and that's what your disco. dad brought you up on, kind of, right? Yeah, kind of stuff like yeah. that. So, but I'll play it there, because, like, it still fits that vibe. Right. And just, like, you can see people, yeah. like, wait, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then when it drops, it's, like, everybody just, yeah. like, starts going. Yeah. So, like, that one's definitely one of my favorites right now. I like that. I like that. So this podcast is about like motivation, inspiring people. So where do you get your inspiration from? I know you probably take bits and pieces of kind of a lot of different things. Yeah, it's kind of just from anything. It could be like just my friends, like seeing my friends win and do like bigger and bigger stuff. Like my one friend, Leek, he just told me about... um, Something he's announcing today. Okay. What's his name? Leek. Leek. DJ Leek. DJ. Shout him out. That's my guy. Leek. Yeah. What up? <laughs> but so he uh, he texted me last night and he like he just sent me a video of this um of this uh, opportunity he got. He sent me the email and everything like that. And I was like, wow, like wow. that's dope. Yeah. Because it's like it's working with a big like a major company. Yeah. And he's already doing so much great stuff in um Columbus. Yeah. So it's just like. Seeing him get that, that like that motivates me. Right. Or then seeing like um like one of my friends slash one of the owners of Forward, he just got like a residency um at Zook in wow. Vegas, which is like yeah. the newest nightclub out there. So like seeing that is like super cool. impressive. Yeah, like that motivates me. And then like um Yeah, but people don't know that. It's just like I get inspiration from everybody. Yeah. I'm not lying. Like when I see your story, it inspires me. When I see other people's story, it inspires me. So you might not know it, but I'm grabbing I'm grabbing inspiration from everything. And I kinda I feel like you you're that same way. No, that's how it should be. Like whether it is people in the same field as you or just like even like business people, like stuff like that. I don't know. Like you see something about like Elon Musk 
doing something and he acquires some company mm-hmm. like that should kind of motivate you like okay maybe i should start doing like stuff like that or like how right. can i integrate some ideas into my stuff yeah so just like pull from everywhere because yeah. if you're only pulling from what you're on yeah it'll only get you so far and right. like you want to take from everything right. and then yeah just everything whether it's yeah. my friends people i don't know or just like even things on the internet yeah you know stuff like that I like that you can celebrate your friend's success because yeah. there's a lot of like you know like haters out there. So yeah. why is it important for you to kind of like step in and be like I support you? And do DJs have that like chemistry in the city where they support, or you do you think it's divide divided and everybody's running their own race? No, like so. I mean, obviously everybody runs their own race in right. a sense. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's nothing wrong with like healthy competition. Like, right. I want everybody to win. Like, I don't care, like, but, like, at the same time, if if we're both doing the same thing, I want you to be good at what you're doing. I right. don't want you to be mediocre. I want right. you to be the top of what you can be. So you guys are all pushing each other. In yeah, a way. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I try to push people, yeah. like, everything like that. So, um, where did I want to go with it? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, like, like, I think you should try and uplift everybody okay. around you because... There's no reason to bring people down because at the same time, you're just wasting your time yeah. bringing that person down. If you're literally sitting there trying to stop somebody else's like success, right. you're hindering your own. Right. Like I'm not going to spend the time to bring somebody down. Like I'll let them bring themselves down. Right, right, right. They can do that on their own. Yeah. Like, whatever. If you want my help, I'll help. And I'll help anybody how I can. Like, I always tell anybody. Like, That's I'll crazy. Have, That's crazy. Like, people starting out DJing, they'll be like, yo, like... Would you mind like showing me something? I'm like, yeah, like I'm down. Yeah. Like, I'll help. Yeah. Just like reach out and actually like yeah. ask for the help and like, right. you know, whatever. Like, yeah. I, but the vibe here in Cleveland's good though. There's, there's yeah. not, it's all healthy competition, like you said. It's like at the end of the day, we're all running our own race, but I'm still gonna push you. Yeah. And you better know I'm gonna push you. Yeah. And yeah. Same thing though, at the end of the day, too, you gotta also just look out for yourself. Like right. you can only help people so much, you know. If that's, they don't wanna help themselves either, then there's nothing you can do. I can right. give you all the answers, but if you don't wanna take it and like you personally like you can tell me you wanna do it all day, but right. deep down you know in yourself like right. you don't. So at that point, everything I say it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. So until you wanna do it for yourself, like yeah you're not gonna get anywhere yeah so for like a kid watching he's 15 years old and he was like you know i really want to dj what is that one piece of advice you would get give him if he's like hesitant to get started i mean just do it (laughs) (laughs) out of nike (laughs) but uh no like just do it like see if it's something that you actually like right and like how i said i kind of bought an inexpensive controller and you yeah. know what i ended up liking it now i'm 10 years in and yeah you know never look back yeah never look back and like also just uh like another thing is you no know, whether it's djing or anything um you know for the most part like do what you want to do man don't yeah don't compromise don't compromise your own like happiness for like just to do um, what other people want you to do or, you know, go the safe route. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with going the safe route. Let yeah. me say that, you know, do what you're comfortable with. Yeah. You know, push yourself to and like do what you want to do. Because I'll talk to friends. I'll talk to other people who, you know, every time I see them, they're like, dude, like you're killing it. You're yeah. doing all this stuff. And then like I'll ask them like, oh, 
what are you doing? Like, what's been going on right. with you? And they're like, ah, nothing. You know, I'm just like doing this like nine right. to five job. I hate yeah. whatever like that, which you got to do that. Right. Like, like we all got to do that at one point. You got to right. work a job that you hate. You got to do stuff. Cause like you can't, cause I could have just been like only DJing, but like these past years while I've been DJing, I've been working like other yeah. jobs. Yeah. Cause at one time I wasn't making any money right, from it. Right. And then eventually slowly, you know, you'll start to get into it more. Right. And maybe eventually I can like leave that. But yeah. right now you also need something else to kind of balance it out. Cause right. maybe there's a weekend where like I'm yeah. not doing anything yeah. and I don't get booked. Right. So you got to have other ways to supplement it. But yeah. main thing of the whole thing is just like do what you actually want to do. Yeah. And like, like, follow those dreams that you do have right. no matter like how big or small obviously have them make sense but and kind of plan it out but just yeah like yeah. do what you want to do that's uh, that was a that's beautiful the biggest answer. thing <laughs> yeah and then what is bobby boucher's purpose or, or are you still figuring that out oh like 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 why am i here yeah why why do you think you know oh have you had that moment where you're like you know i i know exactly why i'm here you know i'm here to impact through music you know and bring that vibration to people's ears at night like <laughs> i don't know i know it's just a, i know it's a cliche but i think everybody in their life has that moment where like i know my purpose you know what i mean so <coughs> i i think um i don't know that's kind of a tough one yeah i think it's I definitely think it is in terms of, I don't know. I'm really trying to think. Yeah. I want to say like it is through music stuff too. Like obviously right. bringing like joy to other people. And I think maybe that's the purpose right now. Yeah. I think maybe in the future it might change 1, what it is. But I think right now it's through, through the music stuff and then... I want to say also, like, just, like, I don't know. Like, I I would say, like, a source of, like, inspiration. Right. Of, yeah, of just, like, I, I think because it really does showcase it. Because, like, I've been doing it since I was, like, 15. Right. Now I'm 25. So, like, 10 years in already. And, like, I think it kind of shows, like, you know, you can do what you want to do. Right. It takes time, obviously. Like, and I'd rather take... This yeah. time and longer for me to get there than it just yeah happening right then right. and there because sometimes like the overnight success doesn't it doesn't last right you know if you have this longevity of coming up it lasts longer I so think. you don't regret the path that you took <clears throat> not at all yeah no not one bit so yeah I would say it's just like through bringing joy to people with with like what I do right. or you know what I can do and then also at the same time. Like, I'm genuine with everything that I do. Right. So I think that part of being genuine and everything like that, I think that shines through and shows. And so I think that helps other people to be, like, genuine, too. Like, I want you to be, like, authentic around me. I want to be authentic to, like, anybody that I meet, anybody right. that I talk to. And I'm not, like, sitting there, like, trying to do it. I just do it. Right. So, I don't know if that answers yeah, no, it. Yeah, no, it does. It does. I think you are inspiring so many people in the younger generation. 
you obviously don't know every single person you're inspiring, but yeah. people are going to listen to this and get inspiration from it. So I, I do appreciate that. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's uh, get into a, just some top fives, top fives, okay. top five DJs. Oh. Or is that tough? It's a little tough, but as of like right now, I, I can't go like a specific order. Yeah, but yeah, as no, of wait, no order, no order. Right now, it'd be like somebody like um, A Track. Okay. He he's always been like somebody that like I enjoy a lot. Um, dang, I don't know. It's definitely a tough one. Uh, so A Track, my friend, uh, that's the nice. He's definitely okay. somebody that like consistently yeah. like inspires me every time. Like whether I watch him play or just like stuff that he does. Right. Like how he moves is just great. Yeah. Um. I just keep thinking of like a lot of local guys. Yeah, no, let's just do cause... let's do Cleveland or or, or the the smaller well, market. So I don't know, just like A Track, Justin, uh my friend Matt. Okay. Um, who else? Uh big name people I wanna think of. Um friend of mine. And Pain, okay. she's been, like, killing it, whether okay. it's, like, her remixes or just, like, stuff that she's doing. Yeah. And then, um, I can't think of a fifth one. Okay, but, it's all but, good. Like, it's all good. You showed love yeah. to four people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, the best I could think of yeah. right now. And then uh, fast food. Do you eat fast food? I try not to, but... Yeah, yeah. Let's just do top three fast food. Top three fast food. Like, if you can only live on three fast foods the rest of your life. Oh, that what? sounds so unhealthy. It sounds like <laughs> I won't live that long. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll go with number one would be um, Egg McMuffins from McDonald's. Okay. Just, like, to put that on this <laughs> specific... <laughs> Uh, that next time, next time we do this, I'll make sure I bring. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, would Starbucks count as fast food? I would. I would count it. Okay, so then like a cold brew from Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, which that'll probably kill me fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, um, what's the third one? Uh, it's gonna sound horrible, but Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. The late night. I think it's because you're a DJ and you yeah. need, like that late night option. I try to stop myself from eating like that late at night because yeah. like for a long time I was doing it and it's um, yeah. I mean it's a lot of money it adds up quick and right. so it's just not the most healthy thing. Yeah. All the time. So I think the big thing I use in my life is mentors, building relationships. Yeah. So why are those things important, especially in the DJ world? Because I think you have to have really good relationships, connections, and I think you do have to have a couple mentors. Yeah, I would say the mentor aspect is important, not only for the fact of, like, you can learn from them and learn from their mistakes, but, you know, obviously, like, we all like to think we know everything at times, and sometimes we do have the answers and sometimes we don't. So I think those mentors can help check you and, like, you might already know that answer at times right. and like maybe you don't want to hear it at that moment, but sometimes they'll tell you exactly how it is or, you know, they'll guide you in the way of where you should go. They might right. not tell you the answer, but they're like, yo, maybe you should try this or do this Yeah, and go that way and like maybe, or just think of something this way. Right. So I think th not only they'll offer that guidance and that like yeah. extra knowledge that you might not have, but just also somebody else to just kind of talk to right because maybe sometimes 
they won't always tell you exactly what to do and everything like that, like I said, but Keep they'll at least hear what you have to say, they'll listen to it, and they'll actually make like a good like judgment call or just have you think to yourself like, I think you should do what you think is best. Right. Sometimes you just need somebody to tell you, like, yeah. like you yeah. know what you want to do, but, like, you just got to do it. Right, right. So, Sometimes you do need those words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as a little bit of thing, like, I think we always know the answer. Yep. But you just need that little bit of, like, reassurance. Because, like, I'll have people ask me, like, what do you think of this? Yeah. And then... My counter thing all the time is always, well, what do you think? (laughs) Put it back on them. Yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't matter what I think. Like, whether it's like, well, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what I think. As long as you like it and you think it's good, I think that's what what counts. And it keeps it more genuine at that point, too. Like... Like, I can post stuff about DJing constantly, and, you know, there might be people that don't care. Like, whatever, but I like it, whatever, so I'll post that, or I'll post about that. You don't have to care. I'm not asking you to, but if you want to, you will. And throughout your 10 years, what has been the most challenging thing about DJing that you weren't expecting coming in? Um... I would say it was probably like when I was like first starting and just like continuing to have the motivation to to go like okay. to to continue to play. So right. like how I said, like the one show like my laptop died. Yeah. Or like the shows that I played where there was nobody there. Yeah. And I like would sit there after and I'd be like, wow. I suck, or like uh, maybe I'm not, this isn't what I'm supposed to do, or maybe this, this, that, or the third. And then as I'm driving home, I'm like, you know what? It's just one show. Yeah. Next one will be better. And like usually more times than none, it was better. And like how I think of things too is you'll have very, very high points, like everything will be going good, everything will be going good, and then you'll have just one low point. Right. But I think, you know, it'll build up. It's the same thing as like the roller coaster. It'll go up, it'll go down for a little, then yep. it'll go back up, and it might ride like you might ride like at Waver that hill for a yeah. while, and then it goes down. But yeah. I think something that kind of balances you out and kind of checks you. So like having those moments of like self doubt and yeah. like oh should I continue this? Should I really yeah. be doing this? And then just going and doing the next one, and then it's way better. Then it's like right. okay, you know what? I was just overthinking in the moment, you know. I felt like down on myself, right? But I was able to pick myself up a bit, and then went to the next one, and then. So you just good. always kind of had like a strong mindset, like a moving forward mindset that everything yeah. is going to be good at the end of the day. Yeah, like you know, everybody goes through like some like hard stuff, yeah. whether whether it is just like something that's like nobody being at your show, yeah. or you know, more personal stuff. But eventually, it all does get better. You also have to like, yeah, work work your way into into a mindset of like realizing that and like reassuring yeah. yourself. Yeah, because like you won't always have somebody right. there to help. Yeah. So you're a very humble guy, but you are <laughs> popping off here in Cleveland. So I'm sure that you have your kind of pick of the ladies. I don't know if you're in a relationship. Uh, I'm no, not trying I'm to not, get you in trouble. No, 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 but no. how do you keep the balance? You know. Um. Like in terms like of, of like, like of life of just like you know like okay maybe I don't need a girlfriend at this time but I still want to have fun and just like making sure your work get done just balancing out like 
you know, that side of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've always been able to, like, kind of balance okay. everything. And even, like, when I was in a relationship and I was, like, DJing, I never yeah. let any of that, like, affect me. Because obviously, like, with being, like, a DJ, you're constantly surrounded by girls right. and, like, other people. And obviously, sometimes for other people that can make them self-conscious. Right. Which, you know, like, you know it sucks. But then in that, in those moments, it's up to me to, you know... Compensate for it. Well, yeah, like, maintain yeah. who I am, you know, realize, you know, okay, I like, I like yeah. if I'm single, you know, I can, like, entertain, like, yeah. some of these girls, whatever, like that. But, like, if I was in a relationship, like, you know, yeah. something I'm not going to do. I'm not right. going to, like invite some girls up into the DJ booth or like, I'm not gonna, I'm just not going to entertain it. I'm not right. going to put myself in that situation at all. Right. Like I'll remove myself from the situation and just like do what's, what's right. <laughs> what's in those moments. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you know, some, some sets, you know, the, the, the alcohol is pouring, the, the crowd is going, so you, you can't be perfect, but um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. You, I, I get what you're saying. You definitely have to stay like true to yourself. You, yeah. And if somebody feels disrespected, you never want that to happen. So, yeah. so Bobby, Bobby Boucher. So what is your goal with DJing? Oh, um, I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I'm just vibing out. Yeah. I'm just kind of doing it, yeah. taking it gig by gig. I mean, yeah. obviously, like, I would love to, like, travel around and play. Like, that's kind of the next step, and it's slowly getting there. I'm just slowly trying to put the pieces together, and, right. like, when the timing's right, it'll happen. Right. But so I want to travel, be able to play, like, you know, all over the U.S., like, all over the world eventually, everything yeah. like that, and just be able to travel. Yeah. But, like, I know it's something I'm not going to be able to do forever. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be some 50-year-old dude still right. going around and playing. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice here and there, but, like, <laughs> I know it's, like, not a long, yeah. sustaining thing. So, eventually, right. it's going to morph into something else. But, right. as of right now, could be, like, a couple different things. But, yeah. I'm just, like I said, slowly putting the pieces together. Yeah. And once it aligns where it needs to align, it will. Okay. Like, and I'm not... I want to force it. Yeah. And where do you see yourself in five years? Because personally, with your talent, I see you headlighting like shows. Like you're not, you know, you're headlighting the biggest shows you want. So I don't know what those shows are, but I feel like everything you want in your future, you will achieve because I just feel like you're type that type of person. So yeah, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I mean, or just in the future. I mean, I could definitely see that. Yeah, for sure. Like I think within the next five years, it'll still be DJing, and I think by that time, like within like the next year, like year and a half, maybe you know, I will be traveling and like playing all over. As far as like the U.S. and then eventually, you know, it'll just reach into other corners of like the world. I want to say, yeah, like that'd be pretty ideal. And then maybe by then, in five years, I don't know, I'll be thirty, maybe like <laughs> have a family by then yeah. or something. Okay, so you know. do want to, you maybe want to settle down though. That's a part well, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eventually, I, I think right now, I don't know, like it kind of fits into it. Yeah. It kind of doesn't. It just has to be like the right person. Yeah. And everything like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, it could be something like yeah. that or it could just be still like on my own just yeah. doing my thing. 
So Cleveland is underestimated. So I'm, I'm pretty much doing this podcast here in Cleveland because I want to show people, especially like people in the bigger markets, L.A., New York, um, that we're doing some big things here oh, in yeah. Cleveland. So why is it important for you to kind of stay here and build up in this area? Well, I... Well, I think first, before that, I don't think a lot of people realize, like, how much, whether it is Cleveland or just, like, Ohio-based yeah. people are already, like, in so many industries. Like, right. like especially out in L.A., there's so many Cleveland and oh, just so Ohio many. people. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like Ohio low-key run shit. Yeah, for real. Like, but <laughs> I would say, um, wait, what was the question again? Sorry. No, no, it's just I like, got so hyped talking yeah, about that. No, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. I just think like you're you're staying here and you want to DJ other places, yeah. but you're like I'm gonna build up in Cleveland. So one of the things is um, I heard it in an interview, and I think it was it might have been MGK or somebody okay. else, or just in general. Um, I've heard it from like other places too, but it's like, you know, take control of like your market, like become the man in that market oh, okay. and in that area. Cause you know, once like, you know, once I am able to go around and travel and play other places, you know, I won't be here as much. All right. So then when I do come back, you know, I do have that like stamp of people here yeah. that are like, Oh, he's okay. back. <laughs> let's yeah. go. Yeah. Like, let's go see yeah. him, blah, 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 yeah. everything like that. But if you create like a, like a solid base, All right. I think that helps so much more because then you can have, like, you can have, like, I don't know, like, so you can go back to L.A. and yeah. you can be talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, like, I'm trying to find, like, a DJ for this. And then you'd be like, well, I know so-and-so back in Cleveland and, like, right. they'll vouch for you. Like, right. people will have your back with it. Right. So I think creating that strong base here, that, that'll help whether it is branching out even yeah. more in here or, yeah. like, everything like that and like i'm doing like i said whether it's a festival a wedding a grad party a nightclub um just like a hole in the wall bar yeah. whatever so like it's kind of everything so it's right. hitting multiple different markets and i don't know yeah it's just a good way to just s spread yourself out yeah you know but you can i think it'll help you, but you can definitely ways. do things here in cleveland yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> people, you know, some people are just so ignorant about the city. You saying this summer has been going crazy. So I've been seeing it from a distance, but Forward is bringing in some people. Yeah, exactly. Like, like some people. Like, I don't know if they were just like, listen, we are about to snap off this summer. Well, but. yeah. Like, I like I think this summer's plan was the same as for last summer, yeah. but, you know, it didn't yeah, work right. out. But so I think now, you know. I think everybody is proving something, whether it is forward or like another DJ or just anybody, no matter what they're doing, artists. Right. Like everybody's trying to really prove themselves now because right. we had a whole year to kind of game plan, regroup, yeah. game plan. And like that's what I did. Yeah. Like during quarantine, I stayed up, I practiced, yeah. I got visuals together, I like fixed up my website, wow. I did like just a bunch of stuff. So yeah. then when I came out, you were ready to go. I just came swinging. You were ready to go. Yeah, so I, it's just like, and luckily, like, being, like, associated with them, too, and playing there, like, that definitely helps out a lot, too. It gives, like, more, like, brand recognition, but then also, when I am there, you know, I make sure to, like, really kill it and, like, you know, showcase that, like, yeah, they're bringing in all these big names, but not only are they bringing in big names, they have great local guys, too. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So getting a little bit more about you. So this is your Instagram, Bobby yeah. Boucher two one six. If yeah. you want to follow it, you also see it right here. Uh, so yeah, you're a DJ. You're a part of a clothing company. So I want you to kind of explain that. And also, I'm from Cleveland.com. So yeah. and a producer. So yeah, yeah cool. just give a little rundown of what you got going on right there. So obviously, we talked about the DJ thing. Um, Ilfi is a Cleveland-based clothing company, and that's Glenn's, right? Glenn and uh, Kumar. Oh, Kumar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So both the owners, but so Ilfi's been around for like and super dope, super dope. Ten, almost eleven years yeah. now. But so um, with them. I do everything from, geez, whether it's like helping create social media content, yeah. um, customer service, yeah. actually shipping out the clothes. Yeah. Like I said, nothing wrong with a nine to five. Yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at so all. So like doing that or then um, what else? Whether it's um, finding new ventures for right. us or... Um, what else is it? Um, just kind of everything. You wear a lot sun. of hats for them. Yeah, whatever yeah. they need you to do, you kind of be like, I could do that. Basically, you know that saying? or like connecting the dots, right? With them, uh, and then for uh, I'm from Cleveland, so for the longest time, I was like blogging and like reviewing music on there. Oh, sick. Okay. And um, just helping put on like local Cleveland and Ohio based artists. Right. Or like just finding super cool news about it. And so I'll still kind of do the same thing if I see something like super dope that any um, artists are doing or like creatives in the city, I'll send it and share it. Yep. So I want to get into this one post. Um, so this is the Bonnaroo yeah. announcement. Yeah, so yeah. you're looking happy. Where is this at? Where is this at? First? So this is at Forward. This is, okay. um, I want to say, I was opening for somebody. I want to say it was Little John. Okay. And you say, happy to announce I'm playing Bonnaroo this year yeah. at one of their plaza stages. It's been difficult trying to keep this one quiet. Yeah. So that yeah. was the handshaking that we were alluding to yeah. earlier. But yeah, just truly a surreal moment to see this actually happen and come to life after the past years, but couldn't be any more thankful. All the support that has led up to this moment means more than you know. Yeah. So showing that gratitude, you know. Yeah. No, because I like I'm for sure thankful. Because I mean, you know, there could be anybody in the world that could have the same opportunity, and like, luckily, it's me. So yeah. I'm thankful for like any of it. I'm thankful right. for anybody that like comes up to me and says like, "Yo, like you killed it," or like yeah. you're killing it, or like. Uh, people that come up and ask for like photos and stuff like yeah. I don't know that's all kind of weird to me but yeah. it's like it's super cool like, yeah. like when it does happen I'm like wow right. that's like people actually like yeah care about like who I am yeah and like what I do so yeah so yeah so I'm super proud of you man I know we kind of always cross paths but I definitely want to stay connected in Most the future um, I just love your vibe I love your energy <laughs> Like I, this conversation is good because I didn't know coming in because we never had like a kind of a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> like we never actually had the moment to like yeah. sit down and just talk. Yeah, so hearing your stories, like I didn't know a lot about it, so I'm just like, wow, I'm learning a lot. Like, yeah. so thanks for educating me on some things. But yeah, I just like to you know leave people off with like uh just you know anything that they would tell this podcast so like i said you kind of hit on everything yeah, already. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think we can hit on anything else and also um the last question i want to leave you or i leave all my uh you know guests with is who would you see that would be great for this podcast coming on that you directly know i would definitely say um my friend ej leak he's okay. down he's down in 
Columbus. So that could be a Columbus episode. Yeah, yeah. But like he's definitely like how I said, he's definitely somebody that's just doing a lot of great things down in Columbus. Yeah. Whether it's like so he's the the official or one of the official DJs for Columbus Crew. Okay. He's um the host slash announcer at um what's the minor league baseball team they have down there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're also yeah. called the Clippers, yeah. I think. Yeah. Something like that. But so with that, this new opportunity he's doing and then he DJs all over the city, whether it's playing okay. Seesaw. Yeah. Or um uh just like a bunch of different places down there. Plus he's just an all around like good person and he also he has a um he has a really cool thing that he does called just breathe. So he he's really big on like mental health okay. and everything like that. So, but he does this thing where he tries to bring people together, and it's like a safe space where people can talk about wow. you know how they've been feeling and just yeah. getting out. Um, and have different been- thoughts and emotions. I haven't been, okay. but you know, I see it from afar, and obviously, me and him, we talk. Every day, if not every other wow. day, and we'll talk about like deeper stuff with yeah. each other. But so. I think he's somebody that would be like great because he also he just has a great message all the time and he always he pushes pos- like positivity but not to the point to where it's like too much or yeah, like yeah. it's like toxic positivity right, 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 right. everything like that so I, yeah I would say he'd be ideal okay but yeah thanks again for coming on man I appreciate you this no problem, episode bro. is going to be insane like <laughs> I said a lot of people wanted it so keep Why? doing what you're doing man I'm proud of you and I know it's hard as like you know creators to take a step back and pat yourself on the back but yeah. dude you're doing you're doing it and it's just crazy because like people could be on like similar paths like you know, with the whole OU background yep. and you know we're all like no matter what if I'm in your life or not in your life like you're going to be elevating. So yeah. it's just, it's cool to see the journey. It's yeah. cool to see the journey. I don't know you like, you know, your friends know you, but from afar, like, I'm proud of you. I, I really am. Oh my God, thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you, yeah, bro. Yeah. I appreciate that yeah. a lot. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, just keep doing your thing and we're out. Peace.